Olala doesn't need much of an introduction, but I will say that Olala and the Yellowwood Group are represented across the nation. You help a lot of companies. Tell us a little bit first about your your brand, your business, and personal brand. Okay, we'll start with the business brand. We like to say that uh, we help growing companies leverage their competitive advantage. The differentiator for every company is different. We just help blow the dust off of it so that they can use that to unlevel the playing field. And we have a lot of fun doing that. That's Yellowwood's brand. Olala's brand is a little different. She does that. Um, she just does it with a lot of fun. I, I do a lot of kooky things. I have a lot of kooky things that I share. Um, same message, just a different delivery. You know, the Alala brand is, is a little more personal. Uh, people hug me often. It's kind of a joke that I have on my website is that it's okay. Even the men hug me. My husband's okay about it. So that's the Alala brand. So how how did how did you come to be? I mean, oh, gosh. You, I mean, where did you... <laughs> How did you get your confidence, sort of how did you also find your way into business? Okay. Um, I, I think we all work on the confidence issue a little bit at a time. Um, but when people stare at you for a living, thousands of people every year, it's a little hard to not have some confidence. But I was what I like to call an accidental entrepreneur. I was transitioned out of a company. Um, I took a nice severance package, and part of that was an outplacement. And during that outplacement process, um, they basically told me, there's no job for you. You know, I'd been in the workforce almost 15 years, and they presented me with information that suggested I should be a business owner. And I remember when they said entrepreneur, I remember saying entrepreneur. I mean, it was just a foreign word to me. Um, And and the rest is kind of history. You know, you learn. I I hung out at SCORE. It kind of came full circle for me. I went to SCORE for some business advice, and then ultimately I became a SCORE counselor for four years. Um, So that was my way of kind of paying it forward. Um, But I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about how the world worked outside of the traditional workplace and I'm still learning. And one of the things that you you have imparted to us and you and you spoke at our, our group this morning which was wonderful was also about having that business owner take ownership of your career and your brand. Absolutely. Uh, and that's a, that's a lesson that was reinforced while you were in corporate America but now as you serve small business corporations, et cetera, that's been reinforced, really. Absolutely. Um, I believe that your brand has to be deliberate and intentional because when it's not, then it's by default and it's subject to someone else's interpretation. Companies spend millions of dollars building brand equity. Why wouldn't we do that in terms of our personal branding? We don't have to throw millions of dollars at it, but it does require some time and effort because at the end of the day, you and your brand are synonymous. And you want to be able to have a a cohesive way that you present that, whether you're part of the workforce or you're part of the business world. You had an interesting example of an early career experience. (laughs) I don't know how much of it we can tell here, but maybe a a little bit. I found that to be quite... uh, Quite interesting. I, I did laugh out loud. I'll try and be quiet here. But tell us about that, you know, a tough experience that you had yeah. uh, before you transitioned into business. Well, um, I worked for a major company at the time. I was responsible for some documents that needed to go to the chairman. HR, and right? In a, I was in HR, um, and which was the irony to all of this. Hmm. And at the time, the VP of HR pulled me aside and said, listen, um, you know, 
the the whole team hates you, right? And they had a <laughs> word that was used to describe how they really felt about me. And the whole team was more than 300 people. And when he shared with me what their perception was about my personality, it was a real wake-up call. Yeah, you know, I'm a driver. I'm it a, wasn't a five-letter word. Uh, it was a five-letter word. It was a five-letter word. It wasn't a four-letter word. It was not four-letter word, but it was a five-letter word that okay. felt like a four-letter <laughs> okay. word. And um, and it was it was a wake-up call in that it gave me a tremendous opportunity to stop and examine how am I showing up in the world? I'm a driver, I'm a get things done kind of girl, but it was coming across to other people as at the sacrifice of them and their feelings and what was important, I was getting things done. And so that really painted for me how important it was to, to, to not only take other people into consideration, but know that you can't build a personal brand without taking other people into consideration and and what that means to you as you evolve your personality and how you present yourself and and the perception that you want to give the world has changed a lot in nine years since you've been in business yeah what's the big shift the big shift um, is really about when we move from the industrial age to the information age and it kind of knocked people off their feet and some people really got with it and some people didn't now it's the shift from the information age to what I call the age of innovation and the age of innovation is we now want to hold people and companies accountable for innovative thinking and innovative doing so it's really not enough to be creative and that innovation is requiring actually demanding that we become exceptional beings that gone are the days where we could be just good or great, that being exceptional is now the new norm. And what is it that you do and deliver that makes you exceptional? And how will that play out in your career choices? How will that play out in your personal life? You know, I asked my son, he's 17, you know, about some of the words used to describe me. And when, when one of those words was, you know, dynamic and reliable, and I said, Justin, you know, is that how you would describe me? And he says, duh, yeah, mom, you know? <laughs> and so I thought if a 17 year old gets it, I certainly would want my clients and my colleagues to share the same sentiment because you want that cohesion. You wanna show up in the way you live, work and play the same. And people need to do that as they examine new opportunities and new jobs, even if they're in transition, even if, if their ego and everything's taken a hit, or if they're trying to move up within their company, it's not time to hold back. It is time to Absolutely. become exceptional, as you say. Definitely. Is that right? Absolutely. And I think we rest on our laurels. When, you, when you've worked at a company for a little bit, you get used to the culture. You get used to things having a little bit of a dull hum. Those are the people that are most susceptible to being transitioned out. You've got to come to the party ready to dance every single day. So use the fact, use your longevity as, as a leveraging tool to amplify what makes you exceptional. Don't be afraid to ask your manager. Don't be afraid to ask your team members, hey, if I can only do one or two things exceptionally well, what would they be? You might be surprised what other people think mm -hmm. are your exceptional qualities versus what you think they are. So it's a really great um, self-examination tool. Ask people what they think about your brand. There's a novel idea. <laughs> and you can do that when you're when you don't have a company surrounding you. Maybe if you're transitioned right. out, or you're or you're like you were at one point. You can you can surround yourself with some of that those tough people. But also, I see people taking advice from almost anyone. And you have to a little bit yeah. be careful of who you take advice from because not everyone's going to tell you the thing. And you went over that today. Tell us a little bit about that in your perspective. Yeah, about the filtering. Um, we have a tendency to ask for advice from safe people or comfortable people. And, and those people don't want to hurt you, don't want to see
see your feelings crushed. So they're not going to tell you the truth. Get out of your comfort zone. Create new networks. Ask someone that you just met or just had coffee with. Ask them, you know, listen, I'm really working on my personal brand and I would appreciate some feedback from you. I'd appreciate you sharing with me. How did I come across? Is, is, was there something about me that you think maybe that I can step up my game or refine a little bit or do a little bit differently? Because those people don't have a vested interest in hurting your feelings and they're actually a lot more likely to tell you the truth than the folks that you hang out with at the coffee shop every Friday. So don't be afraid to come out of your safe space and get some real advice from people who they, they have good intentions, but they're really gonna give you the language that you need so that you can make improvements because every brand has to evolve. We have to make improvements to ourselves. When a HR or a screening person calls on the phone and says, tell me about yourself, are they really <laughs> asking about you and they wanna know you? What's in that crazy, almost behavioral type question. Um, they really don't want to know about you. And people mess this question up all the time. And it's kind of funny. I like to say it's not about you at all. What they're really asking is, why should I put you in the short list? How are you exceptional? Give me a reason to make you unforgettable because it's just really not enough to be memorable anymore. That's the real question that they're asking. So when you have that personal platform that we talked about or that philosophy, you have those words that represent your brand that you're getting from other people. That's the time to bring those words into the dialogue so that you get to control where the conversation goes because it's based on the words that you fill in the blank with. I mean, how cool is that? To be able to shift the momentum of the conversation from what they were expecting to what you know that you can manage and look like a rock star when you manage it. I just think it's the coolest thing ever. And then there's a lot to those simple, seemingly simple questions. You ask That's powerful right. questions, and I know you ask that of your clients. You asked an interesting, very interesting question, many of them, but one of which was, who are you without your brand? Yeah. What were you getting at there? It's a trick question. Isn't it? Because we treat our brand like it's something separate and distinct from who we are, from self. When in fact, self and brand are one and the same. So if you're not building a brand deliberately by design, then you are building a brand by default, which means that other people are filling in your blanks for you and you don't even know what's happening. And that's very scary, especially in today's uh, um, economic climate and employment climate. We can't afford to let other people fill in our blanks because sometimes we get one opportunity to deliver something that's exceptional. And if you let someone else duct tape that together for you, you get thrown in that recycle bin with the other 399 resumes. So that's, what, that's really what that trick question is about. Personality, perception, presentation. Yes. Give us a little bit on that. Uh, personality is being uh, is framed by values and beliefs and things that influence you from the time you're born, but your personality evolves. And we may not even pay attention, but I ask people, are you the same person you were 10 years ago, 20 years ago? So clearly uh -huh. your personality evolves. Perception is really about um, what you're communicating through sensory or through experience. So it's what people get from you, the gist of you, how you show up, whether it's through direct experience with you or what they're sensing just in the way that you dress and the words that you use, how you present yourself. And then presentation is my favorite because it's really the demonstration of your personal brand. And it speaks to a time when we had one way we showed up professionally and then one way we showed up personally We've got to close that gap. We can't afford to let there be a gap or disconnect between 
um, how we present personally and professionally. We are one in the same. And hiring managers are, are a lot more keen on this now. They know the questions to ask because they're looking for inconsistency in who you say you are versus how you show up in the world. And you said everybody who's talking to you now is Google, Googling you probably while they're talking Absolutely. to you. Absolutely. Especially if you're, if you're Skyping, I can assure you that they're Googling you while you're Skyping or if you're on the phone doing a phone interview. And even though in the hiring process we, we really shy away from that because we don't want to bump into information that could taint or skew our perception of you, people do it. People do it all the time. It's never too early, it's, and it's really never too late to create a, a brand, a personal brand package or a plan. Right, right. Is that, is that, do you believe that? I believe that it is evolving whether you do it or not. So today is just as good as any other day to start focusing on what is my brand plan for me. So it absolutely needs to be deliberate. Well, th th thank you so much. Alala, yeah. it's, it's great to have you in today. Great to get this powerful information. There's a lot of to-do list in what you say. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, I don't, I mean, do you ever stop working on, on you, your company, the people around you? Can you ever sort of take a day off and, and completely coast? I guess you can take a day yeah. off, but. <laughs> you're never really coasting because even when you're sitting still, you're evolving, right? Um, what I like to say is, is that part of, Part of how you show up in the world needs to have time for that rest, but use that time for reflection. Use that time for refinement. Use that time to, to draw inward and think. Don't spend so much of your time doing. Spend a little bit of your time being. A lot of the answers that we are looking for in how we show up in the world is based on um, what crosses our mind when the world is still. So we need those still moments just as much as we need, you know, the hustle and bustle of the rest of the world. I do take time off, but, but not in the way that most people think. Even when I'm out and I'm hanging out with my kids or hanging out with my husband, I'm always cognizant of the fact that I'm growing and I'm stretching and I invite the opportunity, or as I like to tell my clients, you have to leave room in your day for the extraordinary. If you pack your day with noise, then you don't leave room for the extraordinary to show up. And, it, and if I can, if, if that helps someone figure out like, hey, you know what? Yeah, I'd like to leave room for the extraordinary. Then, you know, I've served my, my purpose on the planet. And you have a very positive mental attitude. What's the positive outlook? What can we look forward to as entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. as careerists, as people who are looking to move forward and, and move organizations forward, support charities we support, and right. do all the things we want to do for our families? What's your, what's your positive outlook? What's the positive message we can leave people with? Um, I say to my friends and family, there's no such thing as random acts of kindness. Be <laughs> deliberate about kindness. It goes a long way. Kindness is infectious. So whether it's business, whether it's friends, whether it's a civic organization, ask yourself, how can I be more kind? How can I show more compassion? Um, I think there's a lot of answers in the fact that kindness is one of those words that we don't use in business. And maybe it's time that we did. That's, that's powerful. I don't think I can add to that. I can only say that from your presentation, it's not like you're not kind, but you had to learn a little bit about your personality. Right. You're, you're a driver. Right. So you had to kind of like slow down, and, and that's something that probably you learned. Absolutely. Along the way. And, and I understood that people is the missing ingredient. You can be a driver, you can be type A, you know, we have all these labels that we use. But at the end of the day, people are, are, we're all sharing the human experience. So people are connected to each other. What binds us is the concept of kindness, because that's all we know. 
That's that's our our the gift that keeps on giving to other people. So when you are evolving, then you're doing it deliberately so that you have an opportunity to share your gifts and talents with the world because that's how we share the journey. We, we never walk it alone and each of us does something to make it a little bit easier for someone else. I told my mom that we live our lives every single day by the grace of strangers and there's a lot of truth to that. Olala, the Yellowwood Group, thanks for sharing your experience you. and your kindness and coming in here today. We'd love to invite you back. We hope you can come back and you get the last word. Be kind to each other. <laughs> <laughs>